everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. My conversation with the charming Jenny Mullen is up there now. Jenny, very interesting actress, author, and sort of online personality. Anyway, really fun conversation. You can check that out, authormagazine.org. And we're funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They've been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. So you can, uh, and uh, they're still doing it. And, uh, well, they're going to have a great conference in September, and we hope we to see you there. Maybe you'll be there in person. Maybe we'll do the virtual version of it. Doesn't matter. I'll be there. Lots of people will be there. Come check it out. Go to pnwa.org to learn all about it. So today, hey, it was kind of fun. Today's my a conversation with a debut also author, Kate Brooks, uh, but also her first podcast. She'd never even been on a podcast. Can you believe that? Well, it's true. So this is a... T- so there, I'm introducing her to the world. To the world. This is the first introduction. She's got a novel out about being a... That's uh, a modern relationship novel about being a young person in an urban world and all the complications of it. It's a lot of fun. She's a pretty cool person. Uh, came from an interesting sort of academic background. Took a left turn. Started writing fiction. And while well, we talked all about it, and I'm glad I get to share that conversation with you. Enjoy. Kate Brooke. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, okay. So you're a proud mama today. Well, <laughs> as I talk to you the week before yeah. we actually are dropping this, your book is publishing in America. It was already That's published right. in in- no, actually, it's, no, it's publishing next week in the UK. What? what? Yes. It's craziness is this? Yeah. So it was um, it was going to publish on the same day in, in the States. But I think they 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 brought it forward because of some some kind of sales thing, you know, okay. promo they wanted to get in with. Um, so, yeah. So there's like a, a like nine days difference. So, yeah, it's okay. a bit strange to know that I am a published author somewhere <laughs> in the world. <laughs> But oh, not yet in my home country. <laughs> all right. Well, that's weird. Okay. So, all right. We'll get to it. So the book is, the book is, oh, for the God's sakes, it's sitting in my car. God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I had in mind. Not exactly what I had in mind. There we go. All so, right. Honestly, good. the uses of that pun are limitless in this context. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Okay. Let's back up. So this is your first book. Yeah. Novel. You published short fiction prior to this. Yeah, so well, not not very much. Some short form stuff, um, uh, like essays and yeah. Well, you say plural, an essay, <laughs> an essay, okay, and a short story. Um, yeah, so okay. um, yeah. Right. Well, let's go back even further. I want to go back to young Kate Brooke. Uh, <laughs> so your your college career was French literature. P. You have a PhD. Is this yeah. correct? That's correct. Yes. Ah, oh, you've done your homework. God. <laughs> okay. So you have a PhD in French literature, is it? Or or yeah, literature and visual art. So yeah, it was French about... visual art or French literature and visual art? Uh both. Both. It was kind both of both are uh, French. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of comparative. It was about um Proust and um 
the avant-garde so like uh, you know surrealism cubism those oh. guys you know yeah oh yeah uh, okay. highly related to uh, you know what i then went on to write well, about <laughs> you know it's always so interesting so you know fiction writing very different than academia i've been helping recently for some reason i've been hired to help people with their not help them write their phds but help them get through the stress of writing their phds right yeah my <laughs> side of it um it, very different way of working and, and i find the the more people tell me about PhDs, the more insane they seem to me um, in terms of a writing process. Uh, were you always interested in creative writing when you were a young lass growing yeah. up? Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, it was always my hobby, I guess. And yeah. I, I feel like I always, always kind of wanted to do it, apart from a brief period when I wanted to be a violinist. And then I realized I wasn't very good. <laughs> Like how brief a period was that? Oh, just you know, the your kind of teen, you know, your teen ambition a right. few years there. Right. Um and uh and then yeah, then I kind of went back to wanting to be an author. But I tried sort of many different ways to make a living writing. Like I at first I thought, oh, I should be a journalist. So I was kind of right. going down that path for a while. And then I decided I actually preferred academia. So then I, I did a master's degree and then a PhD. Okay. Um, but but none of that could kind of dislodge the fact that really what I wanted to do was write fiction. So I see. So you so you went to undergraduate. I, don't, I can't remember what the names of it in England are that much different than here in America. But you did your undergraduate degree, whatever yeah, you need, right? Exactly. And you did, okay, I'm going to be a journalist. No, I don't want to be a journalist. So I'll go back and become an academic. The theory, I guess, in 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 it's ensconcing yourself in some ivory tower somewhere and and educating the youth about Proust but that didn't that didn't after you got the PhD you didn't say okay getting my tenureship somewhere no well so it was relatively early in the PhD that I realized maybe I wasn't cut out for the academic life oh in the my long god era. you poor person okay <laughs> but I I mean I wanted to finish the PhD but I was like I think after this I'm done right. um yeah, I think I just, yeah, I mean, well, like you say, the ivory tower is very, like, academia, I mean, is, you know, extremely important in the world, but it is mostly talking to other academics, and I, I yeah. really, really wanted to write something that would be accessible to lots of people, um, yeah. and I found that quite frustrating, um, I think, so I started this novel on the side when I was... While you were still doing your PhD? Yeah, PhD, and it was kind of my my little fun project. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so you're you're finishing your PhD and on the side you've started this novel. You don't know what's going to come of it because maybe you're wise enough not to heap too much hope onto it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so you finish up and 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 so do you finish PhD then look down at this novel and say, "Well, what wait, I, what what happened then? Like how did that go? When yeah. did you decide to go full bore? Cuz at some point you really got to commit to the thing." Well, that's it. And and interestingly, it was um, very, um, it was a very different novel when I was, when it was kind of my side project during the oh, PhD, because okay. it was like the PhD was my main intellectual focus. And right. then the novel was like, it was very frothy. It, it was a very, it written in a very different style. It was much more kind of commercial, I suppose, like. Um, well, this one's in, pretty commercial. I, and yeah, I don't mean that disparagingly. I don't yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah I mean it, it was more um I mean I I don't want to I don't want to sound horrendously snobby but yeah it was it was frothy. high concept can we call it was it more <laughs> high concept it was, more, it was more kind of intended to be like a chiclet novel and I know that's gotcha. a, a, gotcha. a prom problematic uh term potentially yeah. um but yeah 
Um, and then um, I handed in the PhD and suddenly this novel was my main project and not my I side see. project. Yeah. And I kind of reread it and I was like, you know what, this doesn't feel very authentic. This doesn't really feel like me. This doesn't feel like something I would read. Right. Um, right. So I basically rewrote the whole thing at that point. And, um, <sighs> and I, kept, I kept the same premise and the same characters, but the style changed drastically. Okay. So this makes sense to me because the book is about... If I had to, someone said, what's it about? And I've just recommended it to my mom. So you got one sale in America. Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be the complications of modern relationships. The, the, yeah. the complexity and complications of modern urban relationships. Yeah. yeah? And so yeah. it makes sense in a way that it started as chick lit, what we call it, although I don't even know if that term's used anymore, but man, for a while it was everywhere. But yeah. it, see, it makes sense because it is so focused on relationships and young people under 30 and all their yeah. many exactly and there's the, there's the romantic and, yep. element as well the, there is kind yeah. of will they won't they romance is obviously yes. like a, you know yep. the kind of one of two into main intertwining plots um so yeah so that all was rooted in me saying like what can i um you know what can i write that will be like you know commercially successful basically so it's just like a very cynical I don't want to be doing like academia for the rest of my life. What's basically right. the opposite, you know, what's the polar opposite right. thing I can do to what I'm doing currently. Um, so wow. that's where it has its roots. It, it sounds terrible when I say it, cause it just sounds so cynical, but <laughs> I well, didn't no, I it's, ultimately write it for cynical reasons. I, no, you know. it's, it's okay to say, I want to reach people, but I think you encountered something that is true for all writers, which is it's one thing to do that in theory, it's another thing to actually write something. And people, when I was working in restaurants, your protagonist is working in a cafe. I worked in restaurants for years while I was writing my stuff. And people would say, just write something that sells. And I'm like, look, it's hard to write anything. It's yeah. really hard to write something you don't like to write, read yourself. And so yeah. you, you can't, I mean, you can kind of make yourself do it, but I don't, I don't know how you do it if you aren't personally interested in the way the story is told and what Oh kind of yeah, no, totally. And I was kind of trying to, I was trying to do that for a while and I, I, I read some, some, you know, like some classic chiclet and some of them I really felt like, um, I, I don't think this author believes in what they're writing. I, I, oh, I'm, interesting. I'm not sure that this author is, um, this was a particular one, I obviously won't name any names, one particular <laughs> author whose <laughs> book I really didn't like. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really felt like there was something cynical about it. Like, um, you know, like it was being written purely for commercial reasons and, and a lot of box ticking was happening, you know? Right, um, right. And, was there a lot uh, of mentions of the kind of clothes they're wearing? And the, I read yeah. that sometimes I was like, God, do I really need, but I guess that's a thing for some people. It means a lot, but I was like, maybe I'm a yeah. guy, but I was like, I really don't care what kind of shoe they're wearing. I don't think. I, I don't really either. I'm sorry about the, I live on quite a busy road. So we hear sirens. Oh, okay. So I thought, is there a <laughs> child in her house or something? What's going on? No, no, it's just an ambulance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or a police right. car. I don't know which, but yeah, we, we're on a kind of main artery towards the hospital. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where was I? And so you were talking um, about, you were reading this stuff and you felt like it was just checking boxes. And here's the thing yeah. I want to say to my listeners, we actually don't know what that author intended. But to 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 Kate, and I've certainly been through this, it didn't feel real, which I always think I say to my students, if you don't pay attention to what you don't like, it's some of the best guidance you'll get as an artist. Yeah, that's right? extremely good advice. Pointing you, yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I was I was kind of doing the same thing. I was trying to work out what are these boxes that I need to tick for, for 
for a while and, right. uh, and and it was only when yeah it then became my main my main baby rather than yeah. the thesis that I was like no I just need to do something that feels right like and stop good for you well it's a very readable book Thank it's you. got it's got a lot of great believable characters in it and they're dealing with something like it's so contemporary. Like it's just going through what we're all going through. If you live in certain parts of the world and, and uh, I, that was my intention, but you oh. know what? I also feel like it's uh, things are moving so fast. I'm like, God, like, is this already dated? <laughs> it's, you know, it's true. It's true. Things are moving very fast. Things are happening in America. that have surprised yeah, a few people recently that probably yeah. would have made it into yeah. your book. Probably if, would have, yeah, right? if it had been publishing. But then it would have been another two years, hence yeah. the publication, and it would be something else that we would all be talking about. But I did, I mean, even with the kind of social media question, because social media is quite um, plays quite a big role. Initially, they were, um, you know, someone was checking Facebook a lot, and I actually went went back in the edit and I changed it to just social media. She was checking social media. Yeah, like, it's not the same, is people it? People just aren't really checking Facebook as much these days, and. Um, my friend was actually listening to the audiobook today, which I still haven't heard. Oh, nice. He was, like, mm. he was like, no mention of TikTok yet. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, well, oh. TikTok wasn't invented when oh, I was working. God. <laughs> it's exhausting. You yeah, know, it is. I think I need to write a historical novel next. And then I want no, to No, no. You know what it is? Here's what you do. Here's Kate. <laughs> this is the thing I always stress, which is like, so I write personal essays, and, but it's like, mm -hmm. I don't write about myself. I try to, I mean, I do but it's about something I'm always looking for the universal, the universal, right? Uh, yeah, and and yeah. surely this book, it's not really about climate change. It's not really about gay relationships. It's not really, it's really about love and mm. finding oneself and the universal experience of relationship. That's age old yeah. and shall be forever, right? Yeah, I hope so. And I think oh. also, even if it does, you know, date because everything is moving so fast, hopefully it's a kind of a snapshot of, of, of this particularly uh, difficult, moment politically that we've been you know obviously now it, it seems to be getting worse and worse <laughs> but um you know it was pretty bad when I was writing it um you know in kind of like well post um post 2016 when a lot of seismic yes. kind of changes happened yeah in both of our countries um yes so, yes. <laughs> yes so hopefully you know maybe it will kind of at least you know provide a sort of you know just a little snapshot for all right this is the cheesiest question <laughs> I may have ever asked anyone, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I've never seen it. So in the book, one of the characters is talking to another character and she's talking and, and there's, and they're, everyone's in Britain. So they're all British people. And she says, do you love this person? And then in the text, you say, she says in an American accent, do you love him? Oh, and it's yes. the first time I've heard someone say that their character switched to American accent. And obviously that has some significance. I know what it would mean in America if an American character went from American to British. It would imply probably an aristocraticness, a sophistication, mm. maybe not justified, but that's what it would mean. Mm -hmm. What does it mean if you switch? And you can be on, brutally honest with us oh, if it switches so to an American that... accent. Um, I think I was sort of intending it to sound a bit like kind of cheesy Hollywood. Okay, uh, that's fair. Kind of like yeah, yeah. Um, reality TV. Got it. Right. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, if someone adopts a German accent, sometimes it has an implication <laughs> that the yeah, Germans might it. not be fond of, right? Yeah. And it's so, so interesting, all these these things that you don't think about when you're writing, but then, you know, they have to translate across cultures and yeah. they, don't, you know, they don't have the same meanings as, as they do to, you know, you and the, peop the people close to you that will no. read it. And 
there's even like a, a German word, which I won't repeat because it's filthy, but I don't know how it's going to, the book's going to be translated into German. So I don't oh, know how right. they're going to deal with that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and that's that funny. will be interesting to see. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So um, did you, what was the hardest part for you in writing the book? Like what was the part that came easy and what was the part that didn't? Interesting. Um, I think one, I think probably the hardest part was actually after it had been accepted for publication and I had to do well. So I did um, so one edit for my agent, then another edit for the for the editor. Well, it was a joint right. edit between the US and the UK. Another right. edit for them, which I, I added like 10,000 words. So that was quite. Whoa, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Just cause, wait a minute. Did they do that just because because I've known fiction authors, they're like, it's not fat enough spine <laughs> on the bookshelf or did they say the story needs it they I've wanted heard both. stuff fleshing out yeah and and i think okay. it is i mean it's, it's definitely richer deeper and richer for it um certain character arcs um okay. they felt they felt they actually felt the character of alfie was um could have could be fleshed out a bit more they were like you know perhaps it's because he's a man that he's right, <laughs> the least right. the least well developed of all these characters so i kind of added in quite a lot of stuff um um for his character arc did you feel um, any, I'm, I'm now I'm interrupting, but I'm just curious. Did you feel any trepidation? I, I, I never, when I was writing fiction, I never thought about writing women, <laughs> men. It didn't occur to me that it would be a problem, but sometimes I think people have trepidation about writing the opposite gender. Uh, and you really get into Alfie intimately, I thought, and did it a good job. I thought she did a good, good job. I've read male characters. Oh, I thought, hey, I don't really think that's what we're like, but whatever, we'll let it go. You know, but so <laughs> did you have any trepidation with it or did you feel there was no difference between that and writing a woman? Um, to be honest, I, yeah, I didn't think about it that hard. And a lot of good, his good. neuroses are my neuroses. So uh-huh. I was, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was, I, I did talk to a friend who is a man and quite has, you know, some health anxiety. And he was like, you know what? Men don't have health anxiety in, um, in popular culture. That's true. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'll give this man health. Anxiety. I won't like, I won't project my health anxiety onto one of right. the female characters I'll give it to the man um but yeah I yeah I didn't think about it too good hard. well that's probably yeah. why you did all right is because you didn't try <laughs> well because you didn't try to like understand it intellectually you just tuned into the universal human aspect of that's in us all it's not that I actually don't think it's that hard to do uh, if yeah. you just don't overthink it. So well done. I, I think, well, thanks. And I think it, it is a contentious issue as well, particularly when you're writing characters. So I suppose I, I was worried about the fact that he yeah. is mixed race and I'm yes. white, right, that right. I'm in a heterosexual relationship and two right. of the characters are gay women. Yes. So that, that was more, those things were more kind of on my mind. And, and I suppose, yeah, I did what I really wanted was to, yeah, just tap into kind of universal experiences rather than writing. Well, this is an experience he's having because he's mixed race or, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you didn't even get into um, it really. And and I just think it's I think it's good. And I'm glad for you because I know there's been a lot of stuff in publishing, which I hope is a phase that will pass where people don't want people to write about people who don't look exactly like them. Cause I feel like, well, then we will never write books with anybody who doesn't look like us. It's kind of boring. Yeah, and it's so it's very I, difficult. And I do, I mean, I do I do feel that pressure. And I did ask myself a lot. I was, you know, do do I have a right to tell a story like this? Is this okay? But then I also don't just want to write about straight white people either that seems also problematic so um, yeah I, I mean well, obviously what we really need is like you know diversity of voices in you know authorial voices within publishing that's the sure and that's really, happening but, well yeah I think it's it, happening I think it looks like it's, it's happening 
I think it's, a, it's definitely improving. I think there's more work to do for sure. sure. But I think, yeah. But I thought you did a nice job. I was wondering Thank about you. that because you handle a diversity of characters and you and it seemed it just it, the thing I liked about it reading was it felt natural as opposed to like I've got to put these kind of people in and I got to put these kind of people. Oh, it felt good. like it like an organic part of the story. So good job. Uh, oh, thank you. I'm all right. So I, I'd asked you a question and I interrupted you and I said, what was the hardest part? And you said it was uh, adding yeah. 10,000 words. Well, so not even that, because I so I I, re I actually enjoy it when it was a lot of work, but I enjoyed it. Um, but so then it was so it was the first edit with the agent, the edit with the editors, then a kind of another sort of mini edit with the editors. Okay. Then it was the copy edit. And I had to do two because it was being published in the States oh, and the right. UK. Different punctuation, different, different punctuation, different yeah. spelling, different grammatical yeah. conventions. So I had to read it again. I don't know how many times I read it during the edit, but I must have read it several. And then I had to read it again twice for the copy edit and then twice again for the proofread. Oh, Jesus, I, God, I just, you must have been sick of this book. I was so <laughs> sick of it. I was like, this book is terrible. I hate this book. I never <laughs> want to see this book again. Who's going to want to read this crap, you know? You're right. Um, so, and yeah, and I, that really exhausted me, yeah. um, just yeah. reading my own words again and again and again. And I started to worry that because so many people by this stage had had some input, yep. I was thinking like, I, you know, I can't judge anymore. Is this yep. just going to end up some kind of Frankenstein book that like, yep. because of you know, all these people's suggestions and um, yeah. So I think that was the hardest part. It was, it was a point when I was ready to let it go, but yep. I couldn't. There was still more to do. I, I wasn't I, I wasn't allowed to let it go, but I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the next book, because there will be a next book, Kate. I hope so. Of course. I hope so. <laughs> if you want there to be, there will be. <laughs> I hope for the next book, it's a different, it's a more streamlined editing process. I've never heard of the dual uh, of dealing with two editors simultaneously. I know people keep publishing their books, obviously, in different, different you know, markets, but I'd not heard of dual editing. That sounds just complicated frankly it was it was to be honest I thought it was it was actually really worthwhile because just just having more kind of voices more um yeah more opinions I think it was okay um, I, yeah I think yeah it was good yeah well I it was just that I wasn't expecting to have to do a double copy edit and a double proofy but actually if I'd thought about it I would have I would have probably realized that that was perfectly logical right um but yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I think the, the, the kind of cross, cross Atlantic, transatlantic editing process actually worked really well. And Good. they didn't, they didn't disagree too much. That's what I was going to say. What if know, they got like into an argument with no, each other? No, it wasn't like that. Fortunately, they were pretty united. So all right. it worked. It worked. So, all right. So this book's out. So today, like I said, it's, so it's going to launch, but any, uh, how do you feel knowing that, does it, is it totally just abstract and meaningless to you that, that someone in America could be buying it today? Um, no, it's not. It's very, I mean, it, it's, it's really exciting. It's, so it is kind of strange that it's happening and I can't go to a shop and see right, it, right. physically that's happening, but it's also happening online. You know, like the, I, I was actually just trying to do my day job today and it was very difficult because I kept <laughs> checking Instagram and Twitter like every, <laughs> 10, every 10 minutes, um, my emails and everything um so yeah no that's it is really exciting but I also feel like the main the main event for me is going to be next week because I've got my launch yeah. and and then yeah. I'll actually be able to go to a shop and see it yeah that'll um, be fun are you going to do a thing uh, I don't know what 
kind of restrictions. I mean, people are just doing whatever now. Um, yeah, it's just kind of whatever. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a, I new, mean, for, a new wave happening, but I know, but be like, forget it. It's not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you going to do a, a, a bookstore appearance kind of thing with all your friends show up and you serve cheese and hot dogs or something? <laughs> cool. I hope there's cheese. I don't know about cheese. There'll definitely be wine, but <laughs> okay, yeah, good. It's, it's in this bookshop that's actually quite, um, quite new. It's quite local to me. Good. It's a, a bookshop that is also a wine bar. And nice. Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I specifically wanted to have the launch there. <laughs> oh, that'll be great. And you and you've invited every single human that you've ever met to this thing. I hope. Oh, not quite, but it's going to be quite a healthy turnout, I think, because people people are definitely really making an effort you know when you have a party and people are like oh yeah my, I'm bit, uh, you, you don't really expect them to necessarily be able to go but it feels like people are like clearing their diaries for this because good they're really, yeah, they should. yeah it's and it's it's so nice to have that support I here's my book event advice it. not that you need it but tell stories read less you think of the reading keep the reading down but tell okay. lots of stories i'm telling you it's it's not that you reading aloud is hard it doesn't yeah. it's a tricky i think i think but i think stories you telling people stories. Now that's even, that's usually that's better. Really I would lean more tip. on stories than on reading. That's a good tip because also I don't know what to read because um, the, there are so many bits that are either like sex scenes or spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I, thinking, I was like, man. I can't read this. I can't read the opening paragraph. No, you can't. It's a sex scene. My <laughs> no, mom's going to be there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I need to figure out like what would be an appropriate thing to read. But, yeah, yeah, that's always a lot of- Very short. Yeah, keep it. I would keep it relatively short because they're there to just experience it and really experience you, you know. Mm, and so yeah. I'm telling you, I, I mean, this is my personal bias, but I think stories are the way to go. You're I like about what you went through, something funny or just some down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. got a week. I can, and when you I ask for questions, they won't have any. <laughs> usually they're just like, uh. my wife was a children's book author and she said, any questions? Oh, the kids really? would always ask, how old are you? Uh, <laughs> it's always they would ask that question oh they know what's important don't they? Well, well that's how kids introduce each other they always want to know how old they are yeah, like that's a no, big, so they just treated her like another one of their species you know well it's it's so important when you're a child oh it? it's everything really, right it's, yeah it's like absolutely. what job have you got it's like how old are yeah. you it's the same thing yeah, basically, yeah. All right. Okay. So, Why do we rank in relation to each that's other? That's right. Okay, I rank higher. That's right. <laughs> I'm seven that's and great. a half. All right. So, okay. So, but you are going to write another book, do you think? Is that the well, plan? You liked it yeah, enough? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, I've started one, but I is very, very early stages. Yeah. Don't so, tell me about it. Don't do it. I won't, because I, I don't know anything. I don't good. know what's going on. Like, <laughs> All right. Good. All right. And if people want to learn about you, they should go to. Hey, now, I don't know in america do you ever do they have book groups in america it's a big thing and this is the kind of book that in america i think book groups would want you to zoom in and participate oh. but they happen in the evenings where they drink their yeah. chardonnay i don't know if you could possibly do it but maybe you'll do it in britain in the morning yeah <laughs> i'm not sure it'd be worth it but if someone over in great britain i do have some international listeners wanted to do they can they go to your website and like say come come to and talk to her oh do you know what this is very bad i don't actually have a website yet what i probably get one shouldn't i jesus christ cake a website all right never mind don't I'm go on to social website. media yeah, I'm on well, Instagram not and Twitter. Thing. I know it's not the same. I'll right, get one. I'll get a website. I'll get a website. I'll, I'll put it, cover my to-do list. 
author websites can be very simple. It's just here I am, here are my books, here's my contact info. You don't need a lot of bells and whistles, you know. It no, it's that. true. I think I thought maybe it was like presumptuous to do it no, before no. I'm actually published. <laughs> no, for some guy who spends his time talking to authors, I pray they have a good website. Where I can oh, go really? Okay. Oh, yeah. It just makes my job easier. But people want to know about you. You know, they want to, they want, they're going to want to know about you, Kate. You're going to have readers. Yeah, I'm trying to fans. reconcile. This is, yeah, I, I sort of still find that very hard to believe. Yeah, you did. <laughs> this is how it goes. All right. You're an interesting person. I'm so glad you wrote this book. Congratulations. Thank you. you know, you should be proud. Uh, but I'm not quite done with you. I got one more question. <laughs> what I want you to do is I want you to finish this sentence. If writing, all the writing, all the way back to your PhD has taught you anything, taught mm -hmm. you what? Um, I think it's taught me that the, the real joy is in the process because I think definitely before I was published, I, I felt very much like, and also when I was writing the PhD, it was all about the goal, you know, it was all about like, oh, this is going to be so great when I'm done with this. It's going to be so great when this gets published, if it gets published, it's going to be so great when I like can put the word, can put doctor in front of my name, but actually the best bit is doing it. I, I think I realize now, and I'm gonna remember that when I'm writing the next novel and just trying to enjoy the process as much as I can. She speaks the truth, people. <laughs> she speaks the truth. All <laughs> right, Kate, I'm glad you learned that. It'll make, your, you know what it'll do? It'll even make your next book even better probably because you'll sink into the process even more. That's what yeah, I- Yeah, well, that would be a good, that would be a good byproduct, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> also, it I hope it'll, 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 you know, I'll enjoy my life. More, is there anything in, wrong with in that the moment absolutely not <laughs> good good for you hey this has been a lot of fun congrats on the book yeah it has thank you so much it's been so nice to talk to you enjoy the process people yeah that's really all you get she's right she's right like that's what it's all about all the other stuff will come it'll come don't worry it will come but the process is yours. That belongs to you. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I want to thank my producer, RJ Jeffries. As always, thank you, my friend. And to all of you out there, all of you out there, thanks for listening. And uh, in the meantime, till we speak again, go find something you love to do and do it. Mm -hmm.